Hello and welcome along once again to another edition of the Left Wing Back Podcast with me, Kevin Regan. It's episode 6 of my time in the Gansey already. It's hard to believe the series is absolutely flying along. And today we visit Nave Breed and we talk to a man who has joined me in the commentary box previously and is captain Nave Breed to a Senior Hurling Championship in 2004. We talk about the trials and tribulations of captaining sides in county finals both to victory and in losing. We have a nice few chuckles along the way again like previous episodes and many of those stories are very interesting including one in particular which I'll give you a little teaser on a guy gets injured in Netwatch Cullen Park gets into the back of an ambulance is told to go to Kilkenny and gets out and goes to Carpenters on the way doesn't make it to Kilkenny just a flavour of some of the funny stories you have to look forward to along the way Stephen of course played County Hurling up as far as 2001 had a bit of an exile between 95 and 2001 which we'll go into at the start of the episode but plenty to look forward to here all in association of course with our kind sponsors Corcoran Precast thanks Stephen good to talk to you um, many a good time we had in a press box for various things, all auction I suppose is the one that sticks out with ladies football and some mighty days. But um, we're here to talk about your time in the Gansey and obviously you represented Cloban County with distinction. And I was just doing some research the other day. County up as far as 2001, I, I thought you um, retired a little bit sooner than that. Yeah, Kevin, I, I did. Uh, 95, um, that was a, was a day. Um, the last game I played was against Westmead in the Championship in Carlo. Um, not not on my finer day is probably the worst I'd say. Uh can see the six goals and um two if not three it's uh probably my fault. We lost six six to I think we lost by a pint, however next up to three, however. and just uh, a, a bad day at the office and unfortunately final day. Um yeah, so it was the one and it came back. Uh Pat Finland, there was no sub goalie for Pat Finland and were, I think it was was it intermediate? I'm not sure tomorrow it wasn't wasn't senior but it was could be intermediate they played um carry in a couple of games below in could be nina could it went it went to two or three games and uh that was yeah so at least i suppose i got to come back didn't get to play but that wasn't the end of the world i kind of thought in 95 just with a great win over me that earlier that year two weeks previous i'd say in at boy and it was actually the first time Carlo had beaten Meath in the championship and Meath that year had actually beaten Wexford and Offaly in Division 2 and our league campaign, I don't know, I can't remember exactly but it was not spectacular and actually the day above in Meath Johnny Kavanagh got sent off after about 20 minutes and we were down to 14 men and we got two goals in the next two minutes and they kind of gave us a cushion for most of the game uh, so I remember that, that year finally and sadly as well, but that's just the way sport goes. So the good and the bad. And unfortunately, the game against Westmead by losing that, we lost out on having a home game against Wexford. So I think I think actually Westmead played Wexford in Carlow in two weeks' time after that. If I'm not wrong, so yeah, that day though, I don't know if it's as bad as you're making out. It's probably just one of those things where you think it went a lot worse. But I mean, when you're playing in the goal, that's that's the nature of these things. Um, some days, you know, I suppose you're, you're partial to a mistake, everyone is, but it's just noticed that bit more obviously playing in the goal. What's the story regarding you playing in the goal anyway? I mean, you obviously went into it at an early age, but what was the, what, what made you make that bad decision? Yeah, well, just to finish off the 95 one, actually that day, um, you might remember Blackburn were looking to win the league title and uh, I remember after the match, I didn't even go off the meal with the, with the team, I was just... I was devastated and, and we were in all Auckland's after 
the boys had come back over, I think, and uh, Benji, if you know Benji O'Brien, Benji, a fanatic Man United supporter, and Man United were looking to, I can't remember the match that day, but they had to beat West Ham, or get a better result than Blackburn had against Liverpool, and the boys kind of pointed out, Benji was in bad old form after United not winning the, winning the league, and the boys said, look over that lad over there, so I was, the, this was real life, but anyway, um, back to playing the goal, I ended up in a hurling wise, I remember TC Clark either didn't turn up, I think he didn't turn up to a match, he was in goal the week before, we played a match below on Michel, and it was corner forward, I scored a couple of goals, that was under 14B, I don't remember who it was against, and uh, next day TC didn't end up coming and I ended up in the goal, probably didn't, probably too nice to say no, and ended up in it then for a fair duration after, so, and the same with the football, I can't, can't remember playing the goal first in the football, a schools match, as in primary schools, uh, I was in it in sixth class and we lost the schools final to Newtown on the top pitch in Bagnestown. I know that, I remember that all right. Lost people four points, so. It's always the ones you lose that you tend to remember, but I mean, we have a lot to get through with this. You've, you've, you've quite a story to be fair, but just to revert back to the county stuff there, you're on the Carroll team that won the All-Ireland B in 92 as well, so that's obviously a very fond memory. Yeah, look, it came onto the panel in 91. Um, oh, the way that came about, like with, with in hurling, Carly, probably only like a set of six or seven clubs would say at adult level at the time, and like there's only one goalie in each, and I, I can't remember the logistics of it. But Brian Lawler was on the panel, and I've been on a couple of years this stage, and he he said to me, it "Would it be interesting going into the county panel?" He said, "There's no, there's no backup goalie. I'm not sure exactly, but anyway, I ended up going in and." first game I played was against, though the, the trend that time, like times have changed, the county team were training under lights in the rugby club in Carlo, um, probably a Wednesday and Friday night I think it was, and um, like different times, like the lights were, were good for the time but not great either, so that was where their trend was, and we ended up, played Monaghan in the first league game I played, and we ended up got, got beaten dollar in the B final that year by, um, Westmead up in Crow Park, which was before the first replay of Dublin and Meath in their saga in the 91 Leinster Championship. And I'm going to keep saying times changed, like, but like that, we, we were playing Crow Park before 60 something thousand again, the match was over. And uh, I have a track so here still, and, uh, and Eve just wonder why I wouldn't throw it out. But we actually had to pay a fiver towards getting a track so and a gear bag that, that time for the playing Crow Park, and it was actually 60 however the capacity of Craw Park was in 1991, that was in it by the time our game was finished, so yeah, back in 92 then, uh, I think we played Armagh first up in, now at this stage Richie Keelty had been on the panel, Richie was fantastic goalie, so he was he was now in the goal and I was understudied to him, and Richie, you wouldn't get sounder than Richie, solid as a rock, and uh, be Armagh comfortably in the first game, that was away, I don't know where exactly, Armagh, could have been in Keady, I'm not sure. Semi-final then was Craw Park against Wicklow, and that was, that was before I think two Leinster's quarter-finals maybe in football, and uh, won by a goal, I think maybe a goal and a point, it could have been one fifteen to 14, and um, so that meant Westmeath then in the home final in Tullamore, and like two epic matches up in Tullamore, like and Tullamore like, has been great for Carlo in the latter years there, like I'm just saying last year with the 
the relegation match up there, like you never forget that. And like the year before with the Carlo of Eden Kildare up there and Carlo won all and B hurling up there or B football, they've won the Christy Ring up there. I, I played my first minor match with Carlo up there, so if you're ever getting the, the ashes scattered, the Tullamore could be high up the pecking order. <laughs> and like the, match, the matches were, they were outstanding matches, like, and you know, you had at that stage the winners of that got to play an All Ireland quarter final, I think, against uh, Galway, and there was nothing in the game, like, both games were, I think, Carlo, we won by four points in the wind up the second day, but like, they were like any game, that's what you got when you're on top, like, and you had like some Mark Mullins, Joe Head, and these lads on top of their game, Nevin, like just names roll off your tongue, like they were. And the same with the other team, like you had Ger Jackson, you had uh, Sean McLaughlin, David Kilkine, David Kilkine, like first all star from Westmead. And like Harlow to beat them, that got, got us over to London then in 92, over to Race Slip to play London. And London had beaten Carlo in 97 in the, in the final in Carlo. And Probably some similar two or three points in, I think, as well, to the hour win over Westmead. And there would have been still a couple of players, probably, I, I, I'm guessing Tom English, a few more were still on the team, you know, in 92. It was only five years later, but um, game, there was nothing in it again. Another, I think we won't be two points. Kieran Jordan came off the bench, I think he hit a couple of vital scores. And Savage Carlo crowd. Oh, right. I remember actually just coincidence now. Neve is related to the Gunner. Can I, Kevin? You, you may have heard tell him, Lauren yeah. Lachlan. The Gunner, I think, funded a trip. He he uh, he sold, um, he got uh, headbands in York. I think he met him up himself. And I think he funded a trip solely on that. So that was a savage weekend. Like, we, we ended up coming back to Carl on the, the Monday night and we had a there was a thing in the market square and up there to dives the shamrock where it was at the time and we ended up back in the Royal Hotel after and John McDermott like was a great businessman, a great sports follower in Carlo and any of us that were left there at the end of the night were pointer rooms and no bother and it was a great, great night. Was the fiver was uh was uh was spent then. <laughs> yeah, well the fiver was the previous year. They can't would like cast the way things changed too, like the following year I don't know whether it was supporters club not got involved or but we got you know, we got kid, oh, we got suits and definitely to go to London and we got McGee's menswear, we got the finest, we got, you know, we're very well looked after, but things were changing probably slowly, but like, um, as I said, about the 60,000 in Crow Park here before, like there wasn't, the, the crowd in the Galway game then in Carlo was probably the biggest crowd in Carlo, a Carlo hurling game, I'd say since the 60s probably when they were, on, you know, they were, your father always said when Carlo had a good team, and you know, they were, Competing against Cork and these teams in the in the National Hurling League and uh, you know and like that day against Galway, <coughs> um, like Mark Mullins, I think it's six points in play could have been off Tony Keady. I know Galway Galway's first game was always going to be the the game against the All Ireland B champions and warm up to the the All Ireland semi final. But um, like you know Anthony Cunningham, you know that day was I, thought, I think I think was very good for for Galway. But um, even you know the build up to that, I had a bit of a as I said, Richie was in the goal, and there was no danger of Richie being in the goal, Barry was injured, and <clears throat> we were told not to train with our clubs, and of course, I didn't listen to that, and Parnells were training about a week before, and it was in O'Loughlin, and I went for a ball, same as you go for any other night, and 
Huey Fitz and Mick Roach and myself ended up going for the ball and one of their herds come across and split my thumb I'd say I'd say I was probably fractured but I'd, I was afraid of getting done with it because I didn't want to miss out and I was only going to be sitting on the bench but by God I was praying for the whole hour and ten minutes of that match that Richard Keely wasn't going to get injured because I wasn't able to hold the hurl and I hadn't told anyone I know a thumb is a f it's a fairly important part of your hand when you're holding a hurl and uh, to finish off the Galway game then uh, the match was finished and like probably good display and like Galway had lost or Galway Galway were that time the two all earns and the and that, that that team had between them and uh but a funny thing after the match like the lads were swapping jerseys on the field and you know the players fifteen was swapping with two or vice versa. So we were in the dressing room just after the match and a young young Willie Hickey, Pat Pat was still on the panel at the time, like and Pat as I said would have served a long time with Carlo was probably involved in the 87 but uh, Willie stuck his head in the door now I don't know why age Willie Hickey was 28 years ago probably about 10 but he says hey lad do you want me to swap the goalie's jersey with the sub goalie for Galway so I turned Willie the jersey and it's uh, 30 seconds later and he popped with the number 16 for me so I thought you were going to say he ran off with it and <laughs> well I, I, I didn't know Willie that well and what I've heard since he probably could have ran off with it but I don't know whether the Galway goalie actually got his one yeah, yeah, good, good times, good memories, and uh, obviously we featured James in the series as well, and he had some great stories. Uh, passionate, passionate men down there, no doubt, and uh, obviously lads that you had a lot of battles with. You mentioned London in that time in '92 as well. A few interesting stories with, with that, I believe. Yes, we went over on the Saturday. We went over early on the Saturday morning, and like we had a poke around on the Saturday evening. Basically, get your boots wet in the field. It was a bit of a, it could be a bit of. A, a wet evening, I'm not sure, but I remember our boots were wet the next morning. But anyway, uh, I was roomed with John Carey and uh, Martin Fitz says, like he said, he says, if you want to have a couple of pints, no problem. Two pints, no more. If you're used to having a couple of pints before a match, no bother. And in fairness, no one had any more than two pints. That's that. That's a, a state I hear now. But two pints of Stella Artois to John Carey. Uh, I, I, uh, well, he's trying to get three year old into the bed. No, that's the truth. Um, Kerry's a character, like, and, and uh, but uh, I remember that night we go back up to the room, and I, I, I thought, Jesus, please, please, next morning come, till we get this game going, because this lad, this lad is going mental here. But well, he was just, you know, he was wired up, literally wired up, two pints. Uh, but anyway, the game worked out well the next day. So I said that was. Just proved one thing anyway, some drinks are stronger than others. <laughs> All right, I would quote to say and talk though, I'd have a few questions. Um, so in terms of moving on from that then, I mean, I'm interested in the club side because you had a lot of success and a lot of heartbreak in equal measures. The early part of the 90s mightn't have been so kind in that I think you were captain of Paradise in 94 when you lost to Michael in the final. And then obviously there's a big breakthrough for an air breed in 96 and all Auckland won the Intermediate Championship the same year so he had a nice little double to enjoy that time. Yeah look we lost both in 94, we lost Intermediate Football to Clonmore, fully deserved Clonmore like the blue so the water in the second half, we weren't fit and they were flying fit and Padraig Gras was savage in the goal for Clonmore in the second half but the, if the match went any longer we were, I think we were beating by 7 points, I don't know whether we, we might have only scored once in the second half, that was 94. The the ninety six final in the blues, we we got a bit of momentum, we beat Lachlan in the first round, only be two points, typical local derby. 
so we've just got a bit of a rub of the green that year. We, I think we beat Cubbing Tullow and Kildavan on the way to the final. And we beat the Blues in the final in 96. Um, we learned a soft goal early on. I, well, I would read a soft. Um, I, I had said to the Doc Hughes, I said, saying the night before, I said, I need to make up a clean sheet in, in a championship game I've won. Five minutes in, anyway, I was having that sheet. Instead of looking at one other in Park, having to come in and punch the ball to the net. And so that, that was that statistic on if we were going to win, we are going to win with conceding one. So we, 94, Parnells, um, we would have been a younger young team. Like, we're going back to we would have had a, a good underage career out of nowhere, as in going back to 1982 or 83, there was no hurling, there was no juvenile hurling at under 12 level in the par in, in uh, Parnells anyway. And Eddie O'Sullivan and Mick Murphy came along, and they were basically a two man team running a juvenile club. And that was 1983, I think. 82 83, we played John Tindall's would have been. Possibly the underage hurling team for one year or two. I'm not exactly sure, but remember we played in in uh, the outside pitch in Doctor Cullen Park with 42 lads tagged out for an under 12 match, and you could have on three subs. It was no goal games. Everyone gets a game. That wasn't the line at the time. So you had 15 playing, you had 27 on the line, and three were coming on the subs, and they decided to pick one from each village, and I was the one who was picked from all Auckland to go on. So I was still. What does that have? 24 in the lane. So then we got to a B under 14. We won under 14 B in 85. And then we lost a couple of under 16 Bs. But under 16s were kind of thrown in at the end of the year when there was no there wasn't much um thought to the competition. I think the under 14 was run well, but under 16s weren't. And that team then there was probably five four or five of that team won a minor then in 87. We won uh, we won the minor B against Ballinabrana in a was it, go back to another local derby nothing in it four or five points two points most of the way and we ended up winning by a, uh, four points I think or five and we, we ended up that time if you won the minor B you ended up in the minor A semi-final against the top team so generally the top team would usually take care of the B team but Michael, we were playing Michael and Des Murphy, John Byrne, Sean Foley, all savage hurlers had played with and against and it was the first day I think um, like Eddie, Eddie O'Sullivan like, was, I thought would be, he was exceptional he, he had a way of he'd either make you want to play hurling or not one or the other and that sounds a bit blunt but if you played for him the rewards were good if you didn't you didn't like the, he could put you off maybe playing that, as I said that could be a bit strong point of view but um, he would have told us like we're as good as anything in the county and that day we proved it we, we beat Michael by five or six points and actually my father here was he was probably what he was 68 or 69 he was retired out of the quarry and he was he missed that game going to it because he was herding sheep at Luke Mean he got driven over the ditch over here at the ring war from the football field in Auckland like, uh, that time he used to graze the, the pitch actually with the sheep and um he had three or four broken ribs and he, he came in after the semi-final and, and he says to me, well, how much is Beppe? And I says, we won be, so it was 10 for high, it won't be 215 to 210 or whatever it was. And then he says, I just suppose Michel wouldn't have a great team every year. <laughs> so they weren't going to get carried away anyway. But we won the final then as well. We, we beat Carrotown the final after nine points down after, I think, 10 or 15 minutes. It was 2-4 to one point and we won be 
I think one ten to two five. Jack Cavanagh seven red points. Phil Maney, but I was an unlucky captain in a couple of times. Phil Maney was the best captain you could ever get because he kept captain the minor football B, minor hurling B, minor hurling A, and then the following year under twenty one hurling. So that was ninety four, ninety six. Um, up to we joined up say with with Balnebran in '96, then with the now Brian and Parnells or Parnells and Sam Finnells coming together. So you had you had the likes of Keelan Delaney, Andy Dolan, Robert Sheen, Peter Brennan, Martin Caton. Now Martin Caton was at the end of his career. These lads, you know, you were cutting sods at one another. Now you were going to play on one another, and the mix worked like the, that year. The, the train and Christy Kyo came on board. He was the Wexford manager in 93, they lost the league final after two or three games. How did that come about actually? How did Christy Hyo end up in the Reid? Yeah, I think Mick Dyle, Mick Dyle would have been the link there. Um, a good Wexford supporter and uh, I think that's, that's now that was a, it was a major coup I would have said at the time because I knew Christy was on Wexford teams that lost all Ireland finals in the 70s, late 70s. The bit of the nerd in me would have known that and I would have known who he was like, you know, but Jeez, he was a big man, a lovely man. Like uh, he, he must have been six foot three. Like he was, a ma must be a massive proposition corner forward. Like he was corner forward at Wexford. Like uh, he, and they lost, they lost two count, two all in finals. And and he said at the start of the year, the trend we do will be the very same. I don't know Wexford. Nothing more, nothing less. And uh, it'll start on time. You're on time. It starts. If you're late. It still starts at the same time. And uh, all I will say is that the hill at the back of the goal and Ballinabran has stood to us in the last uh, 10 minutes of the county final because we, we were just... Against set ones now. Against set ones, ones yeah. And, and you saved three penalties in the semi-final against Michael, you were telling me one time as well. Well, it was earlier on. It was in the... That was in the... The, the group stages or whatever. The group stages, yeah. And yeah. kind of... Both teams were missing a good few players the same night, but still, Niall was full back, Des was full forward, that sort of thing where you had... Big characters and now Des was a serious handful. Big characters and big men. Big men, yeah. And like Des got the ball in his hand, there was only really one option that was to pull him down if you could. And that night he was pulled down three times, like a bit like our Lord. But uh, I think I saved the two first two penalties. And Brian, Brian Murphy hit the last one over the bar. I don't think he even went for a goal. But sometimes there was shadow boxing, like in the early rounds of championships, if, if teams were kind of guaranteed getting to the semi final. So Right, it was great to beat Michael. We'd only done it once as Parnells. And actually, back in the Parnells days, you, you were getting. It was like there was turkey shoots against Emmons and Michael. And you just every year he got a bit stronger every year. And you know, you just got a bit closer to maybe beat him in a game. And then, like in 94 semi final, we beat Emmons. Possibly the first time we've ever beat him. I'm not sure, but. Um, so let's go back to 96 final then. Sorry, I sidetracked you slightly. Um, St. Mullins, as you mentioned, the, the, the proposition. Um, strong. Strong opposition, and uh, Pat Cody was talking about this on a previous episode. Uh, a, a funny reference, I suppose, going up to Nevin saying, Better men than you have tried, and I know he regrets that. He feels quite embarrassed about it. Uh, he's, he had a bit of a laugh about it since, you know. But what was the game like itself? Right, the game, like, um, well, leading into it, you could say we had a bit of experience going into it. As in, well, Robert Sheen had played in, in one final with Ballinaran, though, that was back 10 years before that. Probably five or six of the Though Lachlan, Lachlan lads had played in the final against Michael two years previous and there could have been 
seven or eight of the team would have won minor medals with either Parnells in 87 or St. Fintons in 89. And so County Final Day wasn't new, but like, okay, new and going out and focusing and trying to win the game. Like, we, we lost the Meister two years previous, who were getting, I think they were, that was their fourth title in a row, I'm not sure, maybe fifth. I think it was their fifth actually. They were just winning title. They were doing enough to win titles. Knew what to done. Knew what had to be done to win the title. Um, like we had the semi final against Carrowtown. We won. We won probably seven or eight points. We were in Bagnestown that time. The semi final. Some of them. I know definitely ninety four, ninety six ones were in semi in Bagnestown. So the final itself. Um, you know the ones you hit the soft ones like John McDonald. They hit a shot like should have thrown me cap on it and. There was a gap between me and the post and unfortunately the green flag was waving. We were one two to no score down after five minutes and um I actually looked at a video over there a couple of months ago there at the start of the lockdown and in fairness to Martin Dermody he didn't spare me and I wouldn't blame him either but uh, Martin and Leo done the commentary on it. And uh so we bit by bit got back into it. Now Leo Hughes did say that week in the preview they'd done a video before the match of just the, the, the done a uh, a preview of one of the training and Leo Hughes said in Balnarran he says John Townsend could be the difference this way in, in the county final and he was proved 100% right as John hadn't been playing every game and was playing full forward and John Townsend was a big strong physical man fit as a fiddle and he got the goal with I think two minutes left in normal time and we ploughed on him hit three points I think after that um, like that time Declan Cavanagh Pat Coder midfield and like they were probably the best midfield in the county at the time and the boys were getting on all right again I'm not wonderful Kerry came in at half time I think and just uh, games changed a bit and Nevin got a bit more into it and they weren't like I think Sam Mulsey scored 2-6 and the second goal wasn't much better than the first now Charlie Warren took a shot across the goal and David Dylan and Junior came in and did, I don't know whether God touched us this day, but ended up in the back of the net, and that brought back, I think, level. We were after going a couple of points up, or I could have even posted a point down, but there were different players getting scores then as well. Like, uh, Brian Lawler got one near the end, killed at the end, he got a couple, and like Andy Dolan and Danny Kirk scored six points between them that day. So most of the forwards that scored, or if they didn't score, they were having their hand in the score. And um, yeah, it was Good unreal. Like, a great thing about Nirvana that night, like, it was the crowd in in the clubhouse stuff and it was it was unreal now I'd have to say that yeah and um, you know O'Loughlin obviously got promoted as well so a nice little double there was, there was plenty of beer drank uh, that autumn and winter I'd say yeah well actually funny enough now what you said about the night the, we won intermediate football on a Friday on a Saturday night and that time the intermediate football final was nearly a good few years was on the night before the, the, the All-Ireland Senior Hurling final so we ended up going to Crow Park the next day. Now, some lads had tickets more hadn't. So we ended up going to, we went up to Quinn's to look at. Um, so I met Neve there and uh, the who else, but uh, I'm sure who was drinking was only three or four of the same ones we were going to be facing a couple of few, a couple of weeks time in the, co in the county final. We even carried one another home the next day. We, were, we stayed overnight in, 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 in uh, Dublin and um, that's the thing about the GAA like the things are the matches are over or whatever it's the friendship you have like it's like we're cutting sides of one another then a couple of weeks later but, yeah. you know best of buddies before that's 
parked after. You know, you have to, it's a difficult to beat someone you know in the county final, but you don't get too many chances. No, absolutely not. Um, so, well, Auckland win in 97 then as well, beating Palatine in the county final. A special one. After coming up straight away from intermediate, they win senior a year later. Not too many teams do that. No, and someone said Tinrail possibly might have done it in the 30s, it could be done the other team. I, oh, I don't know whether that's true or not. Oh, who was the, who was the uh, I suppose, the big man behind that then? Training-wise, where did the belief come from? You could just literally go up. Most teams are trying to survive. He win it. Yeah, well, just to give a, like, go back, pull back a couple of years, 90, back to 88, the, fo- the boys drew something similar to the meet in Dublin. It was Raffaele and O'Loughlin that year in three semi three semi-final games, um, extra time and everything thrown in. Um, no kick of a ball between the teams the three nights. Um, probably funny incidents and all. One of the games, like you'd wonder, these things didn't ha- did actually happen unless you were at the game. Paul Shee went off injured in one of the games. Stretchered off, ambulance called, and he gets out ambulance below Carpenters. You know that that's <laughs> unless you're at the games, you'd be wondering these things actually happened. But that, that happened that night anyway. And if you knew Paul, you wouldn't pull past him. But uh, they lost after the third game. <laughs> oh, God. And that's, that did happen. Um, but the tor- after the third game, uh, Raffili got over the line by a couple of points and they lost the final, I think, by a point there, Og. And that team, that team was probably, I remember Martin Whelan got injured probably a couple of years after that. And we got, re- we got relegated in 92, back to intermediate. Um, we lost we lost the Meister in the first round. Got relegated in ninety two, back to intermediate in ninety three, and we played Askin Bagnestown in the semi final. Cracker of a game. Hadn't played as well in a long time. Fifteen points to ten up, two minutes to go. Tommy Dwyer's full forward for Asker, got a goal from a free and another one a bit like a Joe Sheridan goal, but it was it it was a legitimate goal, it could have been a square ball, but anyway, Pat Moran refereeing not too many square balls in Moran's eyes and um, we lost by a point and that was not too many cards either sometimes no <laughs> no it would be scarce although you'd like to see a bit more of that like let things like go yeah well you know where you stand with them and I've always said it like to people that don't know them if they're playing a game like you, you could get away with it here you, you know more ifs you won't but um, that was a probably no harm looking at long a, a bit like when Leicester Rangers lose to us in 2008, I learned a lot from it. It's, it's, it's a devil to lose, like, but that was that day. No, that was that. That was hard to swallow because we're a way better team. I kicked it 15 points, like, and, and 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 lost by two goals, literally in the last minute. But just, but, and the thing about it was, I, I made myself go to the final. I, I'd always make sure if we lost the game, that go to see who beat be us. I don't know if it was punishment or what, just to see. Would we have won? You never know. But they lost the final to, to Fenna, I think, after that. And um, so we lost 93. That was 93. 94, we got to the final against Clonmore. I said, we were no way fit. I thought, compared to Clonmore. Um, Jeannie Kelly was training us Merog. Grass man. He, he was living over in Tamar, actually, there um, at the time. And he, he lived in Dublin for a while. But he, was, he was a phenomenal footballer, seemingly back in the 50s and 60s with Airog. And... Uh, Hey, chappy, he'd say it to you, like, and you could be, matter of what age, whether we're 17 or 45, but um, great character. But I just thought Clonmore, the blow us out of the water in the second half, they just, 
I think we actually win the half time and then 95 Ascabees in the first round the Docks first year and in Bagnestown again now it was a, a wet night and they got a deflected goal but they were they were just a little bit better than the night or we were a bit worse I don't know which but it was just so 96 were drew against Lachlan in the first round and that was just we got out of the skin of our teeth and momentum it got a bit of momentum um, won a few games then got to the final Beat the Blues by two points. John Head was, I think, 17, maybe scored a goal after half time. And he, had been, he had been man the match in under 16 final the, the year previous, probably the best display of football I've ever seen of a, a team where he was shouting for like, say, calling O'Loughlin or Michael Davitz or Carlo. And like, he was, John, like, was, he was the up and coming thing and he, he, he has proved it since, like, but um, yeah, we. The league parted at 97, we played Balderban in the first game and I can remember that well for a couple of reasons that day, I was getting driving lessons at the time and they were going woeful, to be honest. And uh, the driving instructor, her husband and wife and Carol, I can't think, but she was tearing her hair off and it weren't going well and uh, she was saying she might get the husband to do, do a couple of lessons with me, so he said you may cancel that test. They said to me, oh, I, mean, I won't be cancelling the test anyway, but uh, we were playing Ballerana that night in the first round of the championship and uh, won't be a goal, I think. But I remember Carl McDonald got a goal and I was, can't remember the exact what happened to the goal, but uh, I thought we could have done better for it. And it wasn't in great form, even though we won and we went to Packy Gagan's wedding in the Bagnell, the afters of the wedding. And... Uh, there was a lad got on me case that night and I had me brought out now. I only had a couple of pints, two or three pints, but I just lost the rag with him and it was that, that day sticks out, but uh, just between everything and to make a long story short, I passed the driving test the following Friday. Not after cancelling the test, so yeah, we got we um the group games then it was three we three games in eight days. I don't know why. I know at the moment now with the the game is going back in a couple of weeks' time or a months' time is to go back. Um, there's going to be lads with three games in eight days, and but that I don't know why exactly happened. But we tried to get the matches changed. The match against Meister because we were literally down to the bones of a team. We'd lost to Clonmore, we'd beaten Tin Ryland, nothing spectacular. We had to beat Meister to get to the semi-final, and it was on a Thursday night of the bank holiday weekend in August, and I was secretary at the time. And I remember going out to Jim English and we were trying to get the match. Put back to the Mund or something, Nevin was injured, John Hayden, Benji, now I don't exactly know who played or who didn't play, but Nevin did play, we put him in full forward. He, like he, at this stage we had kind of, we had changed, as in where Nevin would have played more games out the field in previous years, he was gone pushed back in a bit further close to goal, and there wouldn't be as much ball going in, but there was a better chance of being finished if the right man was in there, and that night, he nearly beat Meishler on one foot, and no, sadly that night I think happened might have helped us. I suppose in the long run, Sean Cavanagh got his job rock against Fenna the same night, and he was out for the semi-final. But in fairness, I think Paul Donahue, I think wrote in the ashes after we probably would have beaten Rafael in the semi-final with or without Sean Cavanagh. But uh, we beat Rafael with seven points, I think, in the semi-final. Um, that was the night after Clonmore had lost to Pal by about two or three points. So, county final, where did this come out? But, uh, in fairness to the doc, he would have always said to us, we were as good as anyone in the county. And it wouldn't have been 
saying it every day of the week. He just would throw it in here now and again. And the fact that they're over gone over it, they had won, had won five or six in a row, four or five. Um, they weren't playing their all, they were playing another team who hadn't any player with a county medal. Couple of them had played in 86 with Pal got to the final again, Michael and Michael were in the same ball as us probably. Like Michael had got to a lot of finals and probably should have won more than one, but the doc says to us during the week, he says, well, Lachlan never lost the county final. Like, we'd never been in one, but we didn't know how it was, what it was like to lose one. So, mm. um, he just said, the day that we got, the lead up to the final, like, we got the Nashes, or Carl people came out in under interviews. That was part early on. We had it done in a couple of days, however it had to be done, done. And now, the doc uh, said, no lads, there was a uh, Paul Donnie came out to the quarry, there was four or five of us working in the quarry at the time. There was Ned Sheehy, Benji, Shams McLean, myself, John Hayden was in there for the summer, and Sean Filmini was the boss in three, he was, Stone Developments were sponsors and were sponsored the county team after. Football mad anyway, so Donny came out and done interviews and, he, and uh, Doc says, no lads, just do, do the, Four had taken two or three words, that's it. But uh, next minute we were looking over, walking back up the yard, and there was no, no sign of Ned. So Ned Sheehy, uh, Ned gave him more than a few words anyway, about half a page of a spread the week before the county final, but uh, the lock went mad for a minute and left it at that. So, uh, and on to the county final then. Um, I think we kicked 10, 12 wides, and Pal kicked two over the hour. But still, there was only two points in it at the at the end, and Bray Lawler got the goal about ten minutes to go. I didn't actually know if we were in the stand after the match. I hadn't a clue who scored the goal. Was the thing about playing the goal is you can see the far end of the field, but you don't actually know who's putting the ball in the net. You don't mind as long as someone is putting the ball in the net. But I actually, I'd ask someone in the stand who was after scoring the goal, and Bray Lawler was the answer. And one one over lad as my father said, sure he's not he wouldn't he'd be more of a hurler, wouldn't he? He wouldn't be that much of a footballer. But yeah, he'd done the business that day. For sure. Um moving on I suppose a little bit then to the next couple of county final appearances, I think of two thousand and three in the two games against the Blues. And uh, the first game was just a dour affair, four points all I think. Um you're in the goal that day, uh, sausage was at the other goal and I think sausage caught a few balls over the crossbar, if memory serves me correct and it was um, possibly one that got away, you would feel? Yeah, well, like, things had changed big. Like, even 97, we ended up playing Aaron's Island, the club championship in, in, in Dublin, in Parnell Park. And, like, Dublin teams had lost two or three finals to, well, they'd lost one or two, and they hadn't, to, to Airog. So, we weren't being taken lightly. lightly. And, like, we got her arses handed back to us that day. Uh, 522 to 6 points I think it ended up um, I can remember bits of the game as in like how busy it could be I, in the game it was beyond, like, there was no tease that time like I tell you I had a pain in my right shin for a week after I usually, had a, usually after a match of a football match I usually had a I had a fairly sore right leg after a match and that was just a, a, some sort of an injury I had I'd say but in my shin but by God, it was quite sore after that. And I know two things strike me that day. We got, they just blew us out of the water. They were at a different level. And that was, you know, put your hand up and take that. But uh, 
I remember I took a kick out in the second half and Mick Jordan was behind Charlie Raymond. I got over, he said, just with the latest, at least something's gone right. And with home in this later and I got this ball in the goal. And like, we're getting bet by 25, 30 points. And this joker was after coming on as a sub corner forward and he'd done a, uh, an ankle trip on me going out of the square. And I just stopped up and I said, it's like going to lay this lad out now or what, but I didn't do it. And thank God I didn't, but just, you know, things were going bad enough and you're getting bet by that. And so we just, you know, we, the team then, it's noticed size-wise the team changed in a couple of years. All the young lads coming on, the Willie Minchins, Mark Renz, Paddy Hickey's, all these lads were all six foot one, two. There was no small lads anymore. And uh, 2002, and just, you know, you're, you're talking about 2003, and we had a build-up to that, like, that gradually happened, getting to the final. Uh, 2001, um... We lost to Clonmore, I think, after a replay in the quarter-final. But 2002, then, we um, beat Herogue for the first time in the championship. In, it was on a Sunday evening. and Like, Herogue still had Jordy Morrissey playing Willie Quinn. And, now, Willie got injured the same night. He, he had a, a clash with one of his own after about 20 minutes. And at this stage, we had Alan Brennan, Brendan Lawler, Mark Brennan. These guys were starting to come up at various... Uh, every year there was someone else coming on and we're starting to push a small bit like we, we played that year we played St. Joseph in the practice in all Auckland from Leash and they had the Kellys playing and like these guys were playing after winning all their minors and were playing Leinster finals with, with, with uh, Leash and we drew with them over in all Auckland I think Joe Hayden could have been training them at the time and now if you usually that I'd say the glass could be half empty but I actually thought I said to myself if we were able to stay with these guys they never know how to go against their all, but the game against their all went very well. As in, we we just we got on top, stayed slightly on top, and Brendan got a goal with five minutes to go, and probably won't be seven or eight points. First time ever beaten their all, like ninety one was the first time all Auckland ever beaten in Ireland. And these are landmark things that has to happen for you to get anywhere. So that was two thousand and two. Now we can still see Darren Leonard's arm hitting the ball to score the goal in the semi final in two thousand and. Two, they, they won the final to beat Pal and 2003 then we ended up in the semi-final against Kildavan that went to a replay and a goal similar to the one we conceded in the 97 or 96 intermediate final this time with myself and Richie were looking at one other and Brendan Nolan Bunny Nolan came in and he was smaller than either of the two of us and we're not giants he came in and flicked it to the net and uh, the replay then we won by two or three points Finally, again, the Blues. Sadly, from the Blues' point of view, Andrew Corden at this stage was no longer with us and like a fantastic footballer would be an understatement. So this is their first time back in the final, I think, without Corden. And this led the, the nucleus of the team that had that won the club championship. And like that, that week, I remember lads were going to be talking about what price or O'Loughlin or whatever. O'Loughlin were 6-1 to one early that week to win the match. And they ended up at three to one. Now, didn't matter to me. I wouldn't put a penny on myself playing a match. But uh, the game itself, it was. I uh, must have been. That would be an understand. Four pints apiece. Did sausage kick two pints out of four? Uh, we left three balls in his hand. I made a save from Ray Walker about ten minutes to go. I barely got a finger to a ball. It was going in at the post. And that was. There was 4-3 and Sausage kicked the pint to level and there was no score for the last quarter. 
And the, the final, the we if you're going to win the if you're going to win the first day of the road, if you're the underdog, and the second day, like the first day, of Mark Carpenter, a couple more of the big names ended up in the stand by the time the match was over. The second day, Mark Carpenter was man the match. Richie wasn't man the match the first day. Carpenter was man the match the second day. Uh, Willie got a second yellow. Niall got a broke his collarbone with a quarter of an hour to go. Just wasn't meant to be. But um, like the, the lads, Seamus Kinsley's these lads, these were coming on. Like that experience, I know at the time, I can remember seeing seeing Rebecca Bambrick on the on the on the pitch after the match and the girl was distraught, like she was, you know, her her father would have played like all the Bambricks with all Auckland and David like went on to win three medals then in the the years after and I can still see her on the pitch like and you know we're we devastated for people more than yourself and like the last time I'd seen a Bambrick crying in the Dr. Cullen was actually in 97 in the dressing room I'd seen Willie Bambrick Niles father would be a tough enough old enough but we're, the first sight we seen in the we go back into the dressing room after winning the county final in 87 was Willie Bambrick this man I didn't know he, tears existed with him he was a ball of emotion so yeah we whether it was one got away with the chance for the first day to answer the question but the, in fairness to the boys they learned from that and they, they plowed on in one three after so and you broke your duct then in terms of being a captain of a team that lost county finals in 2004 you were an every captain you beat Ballin Killen in the final and that senior championship always strikes me as one that seemed to literally come out of nowhere is that something you'd agree with what was your take on that year exactly yeah you've nailed it there like it just the earlier rounds, I can't remember much. I remember we played Sam Holmes in Bagnestown and terrible game. Could have been 2 10 to 1 8, 2 11 to 1 9. And I remember we were back in Sean's and Lockton. We we're just saying, like, how bad we were. We lost me five points. No, I mean, woeful bad. As in, but still at that stage, I wouldn't say we're guaranteed the league or the semi final spot. But if you beat Sam Holmes or Michael, they were the kingpins at that time. You were more or less you'd, you'd probably if you were beating them you were probably going to beat Carrolltown or Bagnestown, and no not no guarantee you would, but uh, we lost lost Simmons that night and end up in the match against Michael that we had to win, and then Michael lost Simmons were out, and as we're saying well Michael well Michael bowed a knee here or whatever, and, uh, when the all I think he I think he quite thirteen points the same same night now we won well. Won by seven or eight points, and because still see the same ones crowd where it always are. You know, you're focusing on the match, but there's not that many in the terrace. You can see who was going, and I could see the boys going with five minutes to go. And we ended up in the semi final against Mount Hensor Rangers. Um, Just one little thing to add in before yeah. this there was a game against Navon, I remember, and there was big talk that time. Now, I don't ever remember a Michael team not trying, but there was big talk that yeah. Navon weren't overly bothered by this game, they would sooner have saw St Mullins out of the championship. Um, you know, for the semi-finals onwards, it meant that you actually made the semi-final by beating Navon and beating him fairly comfortably as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Lawler, I think he hit 13 points. I don't know what the score was, but I think it won't be seven or eight points in the wind up. Now, okay, that can happen. As in, I said, with the, some of the games can be false in the league part. If you're five or six points down, you're not going to be trying that hard. You're going to be in the semi-final anyway. But uh, we went up in the semi-final against Molenster Rangers and probably like the the hurler or the footballers had certain has come through like 
this stage, like Alan Rennans, Mark Brennan, uh, David O'Leary, Brendan Lawler, Brian Nolan, Paddy Kelly, like you had a whole new, you had it, but you still had, no, I was still in the goal, Niall was still full back, Nevin was still centre back, which probably is vital in three positions in the back, so we're kind of, you know, you, you build your team around the, the centre of your team, and uh, I think we scored, was it coming 4, 9 to 11 or 12 points, we only 5 or 6 points, they literally got a couple of goals, and oh, that week I had two weddings, the two days before, that I had a full wedding, and an afters a wedding, and uh, by God, there were long, there were long events. I can tell you that the the one on the, the Friday was a wedding in Kilkenny, a niece of mine, and there was actually a lot of Kilkenny hurlers at it, um, from James Stevens and all Aucklands, and there was none of them drinking either. So I said to myself, sure look, the two days before we weren't going to be drinking anyway, but um, I just you know you found it hard enough, but. You weren't going to do it. It just was a, made the day a bit longer. And the following day, I had an afters of a wedding, and uh, so we beat we beat Rangers by I think it was four nine to twelve points, or there was four or five points in it. I saw on the well a few points after that night, Harry definitely. But the county final was the following Sunday, so you hadn't much time to lead into it. Um. Okay, there was a couple of us had one man before. Not most of the younger lads had one. You know the the that represented the county or did 121 or minors with the club. Like Brendan Lawler won all and fail of skills. He'd, you know, they won a minor in 98 with Pat McNally. A lot of them would have won. Martin Keaton. Um, you know, a lot of them. Edmund Keaton. They were all and all central positions on the team as well. Paddy Hickey, all these lads. So he had a good, he had a good knit of old and new. And they were playing Ballinkillen. Um, no, my mother's from Ballinkillen. That was be hawker if you stop, stopped on top of it all right but uh, nothing you could do in that line of so i, I knew most of the valentine lads as in their who they were as in more than their name or where they were from cool in the cup hog or valentine or lorm or whoever but like they also had thomas welsh playing who was to me at that time was coming to be possibly one of the best holders carl had in a long time and uh like on, on the day we We'd win, we'd win, the wind in the first half, and we we hit always the first half. There was a couple of points in it after half time. Tom mightn't have been enough. Thomas Welch got a goal about 10 minutes in the second half, and we got a goal straight after, and that kind of killed Ballon Killen's momentum. And like they had lost the senior football final, I think, with Fenna that year, had it? I think after a replay. Correct. They lost to uh, Ralph Billy. Yeah. And. Um, like could have been their only chance of a football one as well, you know, and the so a lot of them we felt when once we got four or five points ahead we we, we finished well and we with strong players coming off the bench like John Carey was only a sub. Um Bobby Daly commands a sub, Johnny Sheen, like and these were lads, you know, they were good hurlers, they would have been good good enough to start in any team. And uh like I was so focused again when David Wall and we good friends at that time. I didn't even know if David Wall hadn't started and they actually came on the sub with about 10 minutes required in order to go because we just, there's days like when, you know, things were going well and you, you just have that feeling you're going to go over the line. But like, regards being captain, I know it was, it was a bit funny, like losing three, it would have been, if you stopped and talk about three finals with three different clubs as captain in a senior final. But uh, no, we got over the line and like the speech wasn't great after, but I didn't mind. Once we got up the steps, whoever wanted, 
because uh, we didn't get up in 96 with, or 94 with um, with Parnells and Ned Kay and myself were captains that day and I said to Ned look at I said hopefully I said I'll go for the toss and hopefully you'll get the cup and like that didn't happen but Nevin was captain in 96 there was no one else going to be captain in 96 other than Nevin that was that job was never going to be up for for tender so um yeah and then the club championship then we got like as in 96 it's great you go to your county and then see what you're like and that presents a new set of challenges so you played our clock you had a victory up there Bernard Lawler took a big hit bad bad injury but somehow made a back for the other Tabala game other Tabala had Liam Dunn Martin Story Darren Stamp some real household names and Nevin was actually marking story that day. You're looking at two of the greatest hurlers that has been in the game. Yeah, and like Liam Dunn was centre back, key roster full back, the Paul Finn full forward. You said Darren Stamp. Now another lad you've not mentioned, who I think would have made the Wexford team if he had a stead fit was Des Maiden. He now he was a torn or say that day. I think he scored with one two or one three. Jacobs as well. The Jacobs actually that day yeah. they never got a puck of it. The door well Sean Marshall. Dunn marked one of them, I don't know which was Rory or Michael. But look, they had they had county men everywhere, and you know they were they had they'd won um, they were winning titles year on year, and they were building towards Leinster. And look, they, they, they didn't get there until a couple of years ago. And like lucky enough, and great that Mount Leinster Rangers got there before them. You know, they took their chance there to beat them. And like the the that day we were level at half time, and. Six points all or eight points all. I don't think we actually scored the second half, but we uh, before the match we were warming up in the in the dressing rooms and there must be no match before because we had we had the use of two dressing rooms and Nevin and myself were inside. I, I you might know us at this stage we call that by or their second name, not their first name. If they're but uh, we we were inside poking around and sure Nevin was getting wound up anyway and poking balls and I was stopping and one I didn't stop the window behind me stopped it. So the window went in shit. We went back out and said nothing. I don't know whether the bill ever came to uh, whoever was in charge. Thing, but like just just to mention it, uh, that five pounds are going a hell of a long way now. That yeah, I yeah. From the start of the conversation. <laughs> yeah, just I don't remember whether we got the bill. As I said, but uh, thinking of that, that was two thousand and four. Like, and Jim Minchin got rest money later. Say during the start of this. This weird time we're in. Um, Jim was secretary in '96 and uh, had a bad accident in 2003, and like uh, just it was sad there lately. Like you had Jim, Bob McGrath, and Lachlan Bridge with the school teacher in in the in the tech, and would have been on the Lachlan team. The one in '57, one of hurling in '56 or '58. I'm not sure. And Fonse McDonald would have been a neighbour down here, would have been a savage card supporter. Like, and there were funerals that people didn't get to go to. We're talking about your time in the, in the in the jersey. Like these these men served their clubs with distinction and all around the place. And you know, I was sad that I'm just thinking of Jim there now. When we're thinking of because I know if Jim had been around and it was a Bill Kem, I would have loved to seen the response because he would have got hold of it some way anyway. Yeah, one of the great characters of the game, no doubt. Yeah. And many of them we have, and obviously we'd like to pass on our condolences to all who have passed uh, during this awful time as well, that are no longer with us. And Christy Kyo is another one, obviously, that passed on a good while ago, but like well before his time as well. You know, just mentioning these people. Um, moving back, I know there's a great story. Liam Dunn told Aidan Nolan not to 
or why did he not pull on one of his own men or something like that Aiden was Aiden was marking um, yeah Aiden, know, you, you tell it better Aiden had Aiden had came home he could have been travelling for a while that year and Aiden would have been um, would have played in the county team at that stage cornerback I know you definitely at the time I went back in 2001 he played one of the games against Kerry you know you guys finger broke him one of them so he didn't play the next day and he he had been travelling or something like we came on as a sub in the in that match anyway where the ball landed in the square hop he didn't pull and Liam Dunn well, where his key roster who it was but Liam Dunn ate him he says why the fuck didn't you pull across him one of his honest so that was Liam Dunn that told you like there was no you know where he stood with Dunn like there was, if he was going to one of his honest was going to be getting the medicine he said why, you did, just, why didn't you pull on me team yeah, like you can see why Gary Kirby got it in 96 <laughs> but um so let's let's move on a little bit we've so much to cover and we've so much covered already but uh, I'm also very conscious of time as well you moved on then and played in a junior county final in 2007 won that and that's how you thought you were going to bow out we'll come to that particular juncture and how that unfolded afterwards but um 2008 Nairbreed won the senior championship you just after finishing up, surely, surely you regret. No, not one bit. No, I never thought of it. No. Um just circumstances change. if children at home, you're married, you're you have other things like it just right, James Cole was coming on anyway, so and James had been on the panel with Caroline, what year did they get Leinster final? Thousand six. Thousand six. And actually that funny enough now. That day they won the Leinster semi-final, we were actually painting the house here, or whatever we're doing, we're doing uh, full Saturdays, I wasn't looking at uh, Jeff Stelling, unfortunately, with Soccer Saturday at the time, um, but uh, we were painting here and I said, semi-final was on in, in O'Moore Park against Offaly, and I said to Neve's father, we're all here doing painting and what, no, what, and I said, well, we'll go to this match, I said, we'd never get this chance again. And we're humming and hawing for half an hour, and we decided, right, we said to Neve and Neve's mother, you wash the pampers, and we're going to Port Leash. So, what a great move it was because uh, Port Gammond called Hockland started, James was sub goalie. Uh, like, Port was playing under the radar as Shamrock Rovers were, were his, were his uh, employers at the time, we call it. And uh, so, James played, I think, the next day, they played. The Leinster final lost to, to Kilkenny, but like, no shame in that. And the Tipperary in the qualifiers, and James was in the goal, I think it was in Nolan Park. And so, I, like, I knew I wasn't going to leave him stuck, but I knew, like, James was coming and he'd go goalie. And uh, look, no, no different than me. He, he, had a, he had a bit of a boob in the 2008 final from the sideline from Hickey's ball. I'd done it twice in 96. I forgot about when you win, so he, he put that straight away. He said the next ball came in under the crossbar, he caught it and cleared it. And uh, I know he, he'd probably only years to experience that, but no, I would have had no, never cost me a thought. Mm. And I don't know why, but you know, just the way in, fact, in fact, I had two medals, I suppose. If I had an air one, you could yeah, say you would, it would have been different, yeah. But I'm um, grateful, grateful to what you had. So yeah. you ended up out the field then, there was a bit of a comeback. You were, you were playing with all Auckland out the field, first of all, and um. Got to a final, perhaps one one. Did you? Did you join the medal then? The junior, yeah. The junior. Well, Clarkie came along in two thousand four, transferred to us. Um, at this stage, um, Clarkie had been living up here for a while, 
So he transferred him to like James, you couldn't get nicer. And I often I often said Skitton that we sent Benji into the county panel to see could he source a goalie because Benji's sister is married to Clarkey. And uh done a fair he done a fair job if, if if that was a job I I Clarkey was a serious upgrade on me as a goalkeeper. And uh so two thousand five I was automatically a junior then, so the first match was against St. Ryland, so it was Division 3, the All Division 3. And I was actually contemplating saying to the boys, would they let me out the field? I said, you know what, let them do what they want. Put me in the goal, put me in the goal. Put me in corner forward, corner forward, and the sideline, the sideline. So I got picked corner forward, and we ended up the same day. We won well enough, and actually got a free. There was a free about 30, yard, 30 or 35 metres out in the first half. And... Uh, most of them were still taking the freeze off. The, well, they weren't taking them off the ground, but it was the option is in, you know, a good while. But I ended up at the ball anyway. I said, here, I'll have a go at the fake. We chose them over the bar. So a bit like, is it the two Johnnies where they can come back to you and you can even take the freeze? So I ended up taking the freeze that year for it. And we beat Kildavan in the Division 2 final, Division 3 final, sorry, in Ballon by two points and I scored 1-5. Well, the five points were all freeze and the goal was a tapping. And we won the Junior B against the same ones the same year. Three or four points actually today. Tyrone B carry him on the all earned finals and uh, went up Junior A then. We lost the 2007 final to Fenna. Uh, now a lot of the younger lads were on it. David Bambrick, Michael Maney, Carl Coughlin. They were all starting to come on. They were on the team that day. We lost that by four points. And... 2012 we got to the final against Airog and Airog with a full forward line of Willie Quinlan, Chris Blake, Niall Quinlan and Huey Fitzgerald says to me in the dressing before the match, I was 41 at the time and you'd be expecting Mark a lad half your age at least, no I was going out, he says, literally says you man Mark Willie Quinlan. Now I don't know what it was like 15 years before that to Mark him but by God I got some tour at Dr. Cullen Park. And like Niall and, and, and Chris were two savage footballers coming up. You see, last year went to down there, Og. And we lost by a goal, but like myself and Willie had a, we had a right whole game, a, a right whole laugh during the game. It might sound a bit silly, but like Willie knew it was his last game. Uh, he didn't kick error score, he boxed the point off me, alright. Uh, so I can probably say it was the last lad to mark Willie Quinlan, but by God, I would not have liked being facing him when he was. 25-30 because I got some tour that day like he was making room for the boys he was intelligent and uh, so that was they just, but the thing about the junior was I was playing out the field and it was a release as in you played all your life from the goal the pressure was off that's why I used to like the soccer as well you were playing centre back or centre midfield there was always someone else to pick up the pieces whether they did or they didn't another that was another day's work but um yeah, the junior was great, like, and, and we, the last junior game was about three years ago, I was full back in the third team against Ballon. Got beat me about 30 points, but enjoyed it immensely. And last year, the junior... Yeah, thought to us about that. I was going to just introduce this yeah. particular thing, because this is really impromptu. Whatever about playing junior, you played a bit of junior football, but you hadn't actually hurled for 13 years. So we're right in saying that, 12 or 13 years. And yeah. then, out of nowhere, you get the call of duty. Yeah, Shane Lowry had a, had a British Open wrapped up early on the Sunday and all and they were playing Carrotown in Carrotown. So uh, that was that evening at six o'clock I think. So I says to Owen here we'll go into the match. It was a dirty evening, we're going to holidays the next day. 
probably go and leave where in case we packing suitcases as well probably a bit of work to be done so drove into the car park and adrian says have you got your stuff no a pair of boots in the car the whole time as in for training i says no he says we're 14 and usually the lad says you're 14 probably about 10 or 11 but we had 14 that was including himself and paddy dermody and so i said i have no helmet i'll get you a helmet so helmet got had a hurl hadn't worn a full face helmet since 1988 the old flip up ones award once so we went out in the field anyway it was spilling rain at this stage now gonna be hung for sheep as a lamb because there was gonna be murders when i go home it's a so we got drowned and next minute sparks walked off the field i not refereeing this match the pitch is not marked i said the lord god we're going to be we're going to be killed over a match i didn't even play now <laughs> so shem brophy committed it our dressing room and he says where's that lad gone and uh we said he's gone out the road he said the, the pitch is not marked so someone rang him anyway, and he came back the pitch was marked match was played played a couple of games after we played bagnestown in in bagnestown and probably the best game i had in about 25 years which before the we played him in the semi-final probably had the worst game I had in 25 years but um, no it was great to be back like it was great did end up with a an injury I don't know whether it was from that or work or what but I ended up with a I wasn't able to go out of the car one Monday morning alright but the hurling was blamed whether whether that was true or not I don't know but uh, look you'd want for your club whether it's football hurling soccer whatever club you're involved in they make up the numbers and that's what was done so it was great great to get back like and you know, you see lads like come back like Dickie Kelly, you see Huey Gann with a hurl, Michael Meany, Foxy here next door, like all great hurlers would have played underage and you know, it's, it's great to see hopefully there's a bit of leaf left in a dual player, whether it's a junior and senior one of each card, but hopefully. Yeah, okay, so a quick fire round. We have a couple of funny stories before we get to your teams. Luke's jumper. Yeah, Luke, Luke I would have went to school or was went to school with Luke, sorry. Would have went a lot of matches with Luke in my younger days. We'd no car here, so Luke would have been either playing or secretary the club or selector or whoever and they played palantine one year in in in, in aska with the mid 80s and there was a bit of a, a ruckus developed down the bottom goal and luke luke was on the line and luke ended up in the row and luke's jumper ended up in kind of a v-neck v-neck shape again it was over brendan hayden was refereeing all brendan i just let the, let the row sort itself out it wasn't it there was no repercussions from anyone and that was the Luke's jumper had taken a, a whole new adventure. <laughs> Round neck to a v-neck. Yeah. <laughs> Umpire and linesman. Yeah, in uh, 19, 1990 we won the under-21 hurling final on a Saturday night and we played, were playing a relegation playoff, relegation lose group game senior um, against Tullo the following day in Dr. Cullen, which was before the under-21 football final. So we played the, the football game, won by three or four points, I think. And I think Tommy O'Neill was, was short an umpire for the under-21 football final. And like these were, I was only 19, so it was last two years older than me. I ended up doing umpire, I Mark Dolan was in the goal, I remember, I was actually sent home there a couple of weeks ago. And uh, like, the weird things you end up with doing the GA, that was only the second weirdest thing I've ever done uh, officiating Dr. Cullen as in were playing Leash in the early 90s going 93 or 4 in Poly Division 2 and I was sub-goalie 
and I couldn't talk out, it was a lung infection or something, but no linesman turned up to the game and I ended up doing the line for the game. Um, I don't think that had washed now with the, 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 the games, the Gaelic Players Association, but uh, different times. I don't think I don't think it was either. Uh, Interfirms. Yeah, the sugar factory. Niall was in the sugar factory, and he said he said we're looking for a goalie one time. At this stage, I had gone off the panel. I think, or maybe it was there was something on the county panel. But Martin Fitzpatrick was actually training both Carlo and the sugar factory or the Avon Moore. And I said, right, I don't want to get caught for playing illegal here, so. Niall's father, Niall was playing, so I wasn't going to be put down as Niall, so Niall's father, Willie, was working in the sugar factory, so I said, right, we won't go, we'll be as legal as we can, so I, put, I said to myself, put me down as Willie Barnwood. <laughs> so we lost the match, but I probably lost me 10 points maybe, and I played all right. So I remember seeing the Kilkenny people the next week, like, and Davin Moore would always have a big write-up of a match, and best for Cossets or whatever the sugar factory was called, were, Willie Barnbrick, <laughs> whoever. So the reaction to that would have been good in the locality. Yeah, I, I must actually say it to Willie. I don't know whether he coughed it at the time, but um, yeah. So that's the crack with that. The balance spittle. Balance spittle. Yeah, nineteen eighty. The year of the moving statues. Nineteen eighty-five was it? Um, well, how a fourteen-year-old ended up in a bus going to, to Cork with fifty-five women praying? I don't. I can't actually remember why that happened. But Olaf um, were playing Panting the next day in the the county intermediate football final, and we were below at the Grotto in Ballon Spittle, along with about twenty thousand people. It's a and there was prayers going left, right, and centre. And I said, "A train man here, pray to Olaf in tomorrow." And five minutes into the game, Jerry Gagan breaks a finger. And about five minutes later, Paddy Maher has gone off injured. So. I order my intervention. No, I think I said any more. I'll go down to the graveyard and go direct to someone that might might have a better say. Yeah, go go, <laughs> go direct to the source. Um, right, okay, we're on to the teams. Uh, we've um, obviously you're the you're the neighbouring guest, but because you play so much football, we we'll, we'll let you pick two teams. Who have we gone with? Let's go down through it. Right. Um, I had to play in goal, so the full back line, uh, right cornerback, John Carey, um, dual player, football in Hurland, got on the All Ireland B team, uh, Pat Lawler got injured before the final, and made a place his own, and was midfield in the minor B or minor A final in 87, uh, at 15 years of age, and was near enough man to match. Fullback Nile, like we had a very good partnership, I'd say, for them years, fullback and goalie. Um, we, you know, we had a good, as I said, it was good to have a, you had a good nucleus of your team. Generally, definitely in the hurling, made a fierce, and had a great hand on him, and he was safe as houses and fit as a fiddle. Um, Just to point out, you're actually not related at all. And we're not related, unless, unless he wins the law. <laughs> Uh, the other corner, Brian Lawler. Uh, Brian would have been the lad got me onto the county panel and would have been uh, instrumental in, in my love of Tina Turner. He he ended up, he'd, he'd have Tina Turner playing the car every night going in back home from training. And to this day, if I hear Tina Turner, I can picture 
a Wednesday or a Friday night going into county training. Um, the half back line. I have Sean Foley would have been in school with him in, in the De La Salle. Robbie's all a brother. Phenomenal player underage. Unreal. Um, would have played him in the college we won a South Leinster B or C or what it was against Carlos CBS. Uh, centre, Johnny Nevin. Don't have to say a whole lot really other than like probably uh, probably tough for granted playing with him. They was so good. Just there lately there's lots of picking teams for team of the year for this or top 20 that and he's on every team and has to be deservedly. The other wing back is Dermot Nolan. Muxer from Lachlan. Would have played a lot of underage with him. Uh, would have been centre back in the minor team one in 87 was only 16. Um, very good footballer, hurler. Uh, the raw materials of an unbelievable player. Probably just look, didn't have the dedication, but that still he would have been the best player we had in the 94 final against Michel with no training. Midfield, Mark and Alan Brennan, two next door neighbours. Um, Alan, I'd say the most skillful hurler I played, I poked around the ball with. Unreal wrists. Um, very very good team player. Mark Brennan then like Mark in Gan with Mark in the in the in the hurling. Ha, has it everywhere. Strength, skill, captain to Christy Ring, Crop Park. Half hour line, Niall English, um like Brendan Lawler won all Ireland skills. Um his mother's from this area as well. Savage player. He was a year younger than me. He was captain actually the year the Blues team to beat us in two thousand and three. I won't hold that against him. Centre four, Mark Mullins, another man like just like to go to Cork, end up being captain of the Cork team, I think in '95, that lost to Clare, like in the bizarre circumstances of the goal, like things could have worked out totally different from him. For him, won a couple of county medals down there, like he was, he scored six points against Galway. He he was getting three and four scores a game from play in in county games. Uh, the other Johnny Cavanagh, the other wing. Uh, Johnny, the first day, as I said, Johnny stood up and said, I'm a hurler, was the semi-final against Michel in 1987, I thought. And from then on, like, he was just, you know, he was, you know, guaranteed three or four scores from play, however, from freeze. Full forward line then, I went for David Doyle, Sam Mullins, um, Tarrier, blonde hair, like, he just stood out a mile if he had a helmet on, but he was just lethal, like, he just got needed a sniff of a goal and, Often, often it was our nemesis, John Bourne, full forward, the same from Michel. Sound as a pound, you couldn't get nice, was captain in 92. Um, he was only 21, uh, would have links up here. We often text him there on the phone, how's things going, and he's in Boston. You wouldn't get nicer, and that's the truth. Brendan Lawler then, back to Brendan. Paddy would have went a lot of matches with Paddy, his father, over the years, and Brendan was a bit younger than Keith and Pedro, my age. And, and like Brendan... Like he, he was just had it everywhere. He scored a hatch against Offaly in a Division Two league league match. I said he scored the thirteen points and he had to beat Michael again to the to the semi final and he was captain in two thousand and eight. Um no that's leaving out like some Martin Keaton, Parry Gammon, Jason Hughes, Desi Shaw, Watchy, Jared Olin, Phil Meany, Des Murphy, Brendan Hayden. Okay. Football. Football, right. Uh I'm in the goal, so Richie Burke, cornerback. Uh, Richie made his debut in the, the ill-fed game in Aaron's Isle, but that didn't, that didn't um, deter him from having a 
one of the lads with four medals along with John Hayden. Um, like you just knew Bowen hit his corner. You were, yeah, you were, you were okay. Niall Vanbrick, full back, similar to the hurling. Safe pair of hands, only you'd be hoping he wouldn't kick the ball because it could get end up anywhere. The other corner, uh, John Carey, similar to the hurling. Like he would have played anywhere as because he was away in London so much. He was generally coming on as a sub in games and could be going on any, anywhere. And I, I have him in cornerback because he played cornerback with the county and would have had a good, good 30 or 40 games in the football at the end there. Halfback like Johnny Kavanagh. Like Johnny was a savage footballer. Just his games tally alone, I tell you that. He was unlucky to be sent off in the match against Westmead with the, the rule change in, in the whatever year that was. But uh, Johnny would have played. No, Johnny and one other player on this team, I would have played him with Michael Davids, if lads are wondering how to, how to run my team. Tom Conley was centre-back, would have been more of a full-back in early days, but uh, would have ended up back full-back, or centre-back then, was captain in 1997, we won the, the title, and brilliant footballer, played county as well there for a couple of years, got injured in the eight before the Dublin game. John Hayden completes the half-back line. Um, can't say a whole lot more than what John have said already, he shares a shared birthday with him. Um, he was won an under 16 final and man the match in that intermediate the following year, senior the following year, and played for Carlo for years. He's chairman of the club now. Midfield, Huey Gann and Mark Brennan. Um, Huey Gann was playing with us at 15, junior, when he probably shouldn't have been. And the raw materials of an unbelievable basketballer, footballer, seen playing hurling last year, completely he wanted. Uh, I think it's three medals as well. Mark Brennan. Mark Brennan would have been uh, good enough to get any team football or hurling. Probably victim of his own. He 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 position wise could play anywhere. Probably at different stages in games could be brought from midfield to full forward, centre forward, vice versa, and good look, just savage player to have. Half hour line, Johnny Nevin. On the county team for all Auckland, from all Auckland, for he was the sole player from all Auckland for 10 12 years after Martin Whelan and Tom Connolly were gone. Probably Carl Coughlin would have played him in the junior final in 2007. Played he was a knockbag team, so it'd be hard enough to get a knockbag team, you know, that yourself. That's a serious statement. And I found him a bit like Declan O'Sullivan with, with Kerry, a lot of good play had to go through him. And the other would be Benji. Benji O'Brien uh, would have piled around a lot together. And like, Benji was centre forward in 2000 or in 97 and would have been the old centre forward, making holes for other lads, but still had a good left and right foot, taking scores. Jerry Kavanagh, corner forward, would have played with Jerry Minor. Best left foot I've seen in the county in my time. Just lethal. Give him an opportunity. Uh, deadly. Like, I think Lachlan. Probably played in our hands in 96, they played him wing forward instead of corner forward. I didn't mind that. Paddy Hickey full forward, left and right foot, brilliant player. A lot of injury problems early on and got there eventually. Kind of went through a lot of work to get back a lot of years and finally go for Seamus Kinsley. Just knew where the goalposts were. Captain of one of the teams, won the county final. Um, Guaranteed six, seven points from play and freeze. I'm leaving off Davy Dolan, Roger McGrath, Willie Minchin, Jerry Hickey, Johnny Fitzgerald, Martin Whelan, Decky Kelly. So that's the, Big that's the teams. Um, yeah, it's hard to pick 15.
Yes, definitely one of the true characters of the game, no doubt, is Stephen Barmerick, and very much worth a follow on Twitter as well, at the handle Babs Cleo. A man who is very fond of the terrace. Um, he's probably one of the few supporters out there that will just go to the terrace, rain, hail, sleet or snow. A terrace man, true and true. A car man, true and true. And obviously a neighbor breed and a local man, true and true as well. Hope you enjoyed that episode. We've only got two more left in the series, would you believe? And two very interesting ones still to come. Again, thanks for all the feedback, especially in relation to last week's episode where we touched on obviously very deep issues and those messages that came in to myself and Simon very much appreciated during the week and thanks for getting in touch. Don't forget to subscribe, as we said, on your chosen platform and the five-star ratings. I keep saying it every week, but the five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts, if you listen there or iTunes, do help. Your name doesn't show up, it's fine. You won't be hung out to dry or anything like that, but the five stars do help in getting us up the rankings. Again, thanks to our kind sponsors, Corcoran Precast Tanks. We do it all again next Monday with another episode of My Time in the Gansey. Until then, take care.